I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's Tuesday morning. It is uh, another episode of Corner 3 presented by our friends at Mechdyne. What's up, Scott Christofferson? How you doing? Doing good. We uh, we're gonna we set to record at eleven, and then we sat and talked for thirty minutes about uh, Aaron Rodgers and playing basketball in Belarus. So it's, <laughs> uh, it might be a little bit shorter podcast. We should have just recorded that and, and and posted. Yeah, we we should have. Uh, that that certainly probably should be. mix in some cyclone basketball though. Yeah, probably should mix a little cyclone basketball in there. Uh, of course, we'll talk a little bit about Iowa State's loss to Baylor on Saturday. I don't know how much there is to really d- dive into with that one now uh, as we kind of turn our attention then to the Big 12 tournament uh, this weekend in Kansas City. Um, but we'll start with Baylor. Uh, I know you, during the game, or at least at the beginning of the game, you were busy, so you didn't see the first half live. Uh, no, I didn't. I don't even know how much of the game you actually ended up seeing live, but uh, obviously <laughs> Iowa State gets into a 29-4 to hole. Uh, had four points with under eight minutes to play in the first half and then somehow battles their way back to take a lead at the under four timeout of the second half and uh, a roller coaster of a game that I think would probably be a pretty good little microcosm of what Iowa State's team has been like at times this year for the majority yeah, I think of the I season. got a text from you and it had to have been close to the 29 to four and I, I think it was something to the tune of don't worry I was on a date with my wife for her birthday and I think it was something to the tune of like don't worry about trying to find a television for this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I told you, I was like, you don't even need to watch this. Like, but this then is- uh, as obviously you were, we were texting a little bit back and forth as the game went on and saw on Twitter and then was able to watch it uh, on Sunday morning. But yeah, I mean, it, it, again, like you said, very much like how this season has been for us. There's been, you know, moments of just, what are we watching? What is going on? How have we won 20 games? And then there's moments where you've never been more proud of a team for how they fight and kind of come back and try to overcome, you know, the hole they dug themselves in. And, you know, I think the biggest thing you take from that game is just now that we're in win or go home style of play, you know, this team's got to find a way to get off to better starts. And one thing that's mm-hmm. been a little bit of a consistent theme over the last couple of months is the slow starts They obviously haven't all been 25 point deficits, but um, these games, the, the intensity level of a winner go home, it it ratchets up. And if you're not ready to rock and roll from the very tip, this thing can spiral out of control on you in a heartbeat. And, you know, they're going to be playing against really good teams, you know, every game now. So um, that's got to be a point of emphasis. I think for this team, this week at practice, they've got to find a way to start better. Yeah, I think that's a key. And then I think we saw, too, just how much better this team is. And this is, I mean, probably could go without saying. It's an obvious thing to say. But just how much better this team is when Gabe Kalsher is playing well uh, and is scoring the ball. I mean, it just adds a whole another dynamic to what Iowa State can do. And, you know, even on a day where Isaiah did not play very well by his standards, he goes 4 of 13 from the field with only 11 points. Uh, 
you know, it was Gabe who kind of had to step up and, and get something done. And then, you know, you get 12 points from, from Robert Jones off the bench, uh, Caleb grill knocked down or had seven points, you know, so it was kind of a, a mixed effort, but, you know, I thought Gabe was kind of the linchpin of that, that comeback there in the second half. And, um, you know, just having him being capable offensively takes this team to a different level. Yeah, I, for most teams, you need three guys to play through. And when when it's either Gabe, there's obviously been games where it's been Caleb or games where it's been Jazz. But when they get that third guy, and I know Tyrese didn't have a great game from the floor either, but he did dish out 13 assists, which was incredible. Um, it, it just it is a different team. It takes a lot of pressure off of Isaiah. It takes pressure off of Tyrese. And, you know, when there's games where you get two or three of those guys to play really well, I think those are the games where we walk away and say, man, this team could really make some noise um, in the, in the tournament. And, you know, to me, now that we're in kind of where we're at in the season, you know, that's, I I think those three guys are the key for this thing, because you've got to, you got to get to 65, you got to get to 70 to win these games. Odds are. And it's really going to fall on those three guys to get them something. I mean, they don't have to be like Isaiah Brockington type of production, but the three of them collectively, you know, if they can get 25 between, you know, out of those three guys, it's eight a game from each of them. It just, it it makes this team much more, you have to guard them differently. Mm -hmm. You can't just leave those guys. Uh, It opens things up for Tyrese and Isaiah. All of a sudden, Rob Jones on those rolls is, you know, getting some looks at the rim. We've seen George get that. So it seems like things really open up for them offensively when those three guys can get them some production shooting the basketball. Yeah, and that was the thing, even with Rob, that that jumped out to me is, I mean, I think Baylor, I mean, they really didn't even guard him, Mm -hmm. you know, for long stretches of the game. And they were so dead set on, like, we're not going to let Tyrese or Isaiah Brockington be the one to beat us. We'll make all these other guys beat us, you know, which – Again, as I think we talked about after the Oklahoma State game, I would take the same approach, you know, like I would make Gabe Kalsher beat me before I'm going to let Isaiah Brockington beat me, you know, yeah. or, or Tyrese Hunter or whoever. I, that's just I think that's if for any smart basketball person, I think that's probably the safest way to go. And, you know, you got to give those guys credit for then stepping up and saying, OK, well, we've got to take advantage of these opportunities because at times, you know, we've seen times where they don't do that, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like when Isaiah wasn't playing that well, they're like, okay, we have to stand up and we have to get something done now. Now they need to do that. Even when Isaiah is playing well, you know, like you can't just sit there and be like, okay, we're all just going to stand and watch Isaiah do his thing now. Well, and that's when I wrote the, that in that column that we put that you posted yesterday, that's really what I was trying to get at with those guys is I think it's just like, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You, we know how teams are going to play Isaiah and Tyrese a lot of the time. So there's certain types of shots that you guys need to hunt, you know, and it's not step backs and it's not, you know, coming off of a triple screen, you know, running 25 miles an hour and then rising and firing, but it's those, those are my shoulders are square. My feet are set and the ball finds me and I got to rise up and knock those down and shoot them with confidence. And I think we've seen those guys individually do that at different times throughout the season you know, I think a big part of their success, ability to have success in the Big 12 and NCAA tournament is, can those guys now find collectively some juice from the three-point line, sh- making, shooting and making those kind of shots? And I think as a player, it, the, it's so important to understand what types of shots you're looking for because then the game starts to slow down for you a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, was there anything else from this game that really jumped out at you that you wanted to talk about? Just love to see, I mean, when Tyrese too is playing the way that he's playing, finding guys right now, that makes this team better as well. Because he, he, his game, and that's what makes great point guards so good. They make everybody else on the floor a better player. And, uh, you know, I know he didn't have the good night from the, from the field, but I mean, to be a freshman finding 13 helpers on the road against Baylor, uh, just exciting to see him continue to grow and progress as a, a point guard. All right, before we turn our attention to the Big 12 tournament this weekend down in Kansas City, I need to tell you guys about Nordland Insurance. Uh, Nordland Insurance is a fourth-generation family-owned independent insurance agency founded in 1937, celebrating their 85th year of business this year. Uh, They pride themselves on principled protection with integrity, honesty, and compassion. Uh, They understand that they're not always going to have the lowest premiums, and they're going to be honest about that, but they're not going to use any high-pressure sales tactics to get you to pay for any coverages that you don't truly need. Uh, they're going to provide you with personal farm and commercial forms of, of insurance. You can learn more about them at nordlandinsurance.com or your, that's where customers can start to request a quote, start a home or personal auto quote. Uh, for commercial or farm quotes, uh, you can make a phone call to 712-542-5175 or email them at Nordland. Uh, that's N-O-R-D-L-A-N-D at nordlandinsurance.com. Uh, it's Nordland Insurance in Clorinda. All right, let's look at the Big 12 tournament uh, this weekend down in Kansas City. Um, man, I just – I don't know how deep we can really go into it from an Iowa State perspective, and I talked about this on Monday on our on our radio show. I just do not think they can beat Texas Tech. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's So I have to be the voice of optimism. Uh, yeah, you have to be the voice of optimism. Okay. Yeah, I, I think this is a tough matchup um, for them. Texas Tech is just so physical, so relentless. But I, I think if you're going to beat Texas Tech, you have to match their level of physicality on the glass. You know, when we played them in the, the last game, the second half, they just put their head down, barreled into the paint, get it up on the rim, and then make it a rebounding contest. And to me, that's what the, that's what this game will come down to. Can we keep the ball out of the paint? So that, cause when the ball gets in the paint, we lose our rebounding leverage and it gets up on the rim. We're a half step slow. And then we're either in foul trouble or they're getting it off the rim and dunking it or laying it back in the rim. So to me, keep the ball out of the paint. And then we got to match their physicality on the glass. If Iowa state's going to win, this is going to be a game. They probably win in the fifties. 
offensively, it's just about being opportunistic. Texas Tech's really good defensively. I don't anticipate this being a pretty offensive performance, but if we get a chance to get out in transition, we've got to take advantage and get a bucket. We've got to finish those. If we get a, you know, a Rob Jones on a roll or something like that, we got to finish those easy ones around the basket. If guys get an open look from the three-point line, we've got to knock a few of those down. This is just a game where you've got to make shots and you've got to capitalize when they have those small margins of error that they do defensively. And then I think offensively, you're going to run your stuff without turning it over. A lot of possessions are going to come down to the last eight, 10 seconds of the possession. And if I'm TJ, we're getting Isaiah the ball in different spots on the court and we're going to let him play one-on-one and he's either going to make the play himself or he's going to make the play for a shot for somebody else. But sometimes it's like punting. And you know, when you play really good defenses in football, sometimes a punt and just playing field position game is kind of how you win this one. I think that's a similar approach. Iowa state's going to take long possessions. Hope Isaiah has a big night. Hope he's able to create some looks for other guys and they're able to capitalize on their opportunities and then you got to match their physicality uh, on the glass and keep the ball out of the paint. I think that's the recipe for this one. Simple and straightforward, but not easy to execute against this Texas Tech team. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I think there is a path to be able to win in this game, but it just, you know, it's kind of like when the Iowa State women play against a, a Baylor or a Texas, like you almost have to have a perfect storm of a game, you know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what this feels like to me is it just will take yep. some very – it will take a bunch of things coming together for them to win. Like it just, it, I don't think they're going to get their asses kicked or anything like that, but I think Texas tech's a good team. And just the way that they play is really tough for Iowa state to handle. I agree. It's a, it's a tough matchup against them. I would have rather played Baylor or Kansas to yeah. be honest with you. Um, but that's the draw they've got. I do think they're, like you said, there is a path there and yeah, uh, We'll, you know, I think it's nice also that this is not a must win game for them. It's not like they're at a spot where they're the last four into the tournament or the first four out and they need to win this game to get in, you know, they're in the tournament. So hopefully that allows them to be focused and locked in and they're able to use the excitement of the big 12 tournament to come out and really play their best game, but they also kind of play free and loose and in, 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 in rhythm and they're not tight and locked up. Um, and, and, and hopefully Texas Tech has a little bit of a letdown or a stinker of a game where they don't make shots from the outside and things like that. I mean, it's it's a game where the ball's got to bounce Iowa State's way, in my opinion, to for them to pull this one out. But it's not – I mean, it certainly wouldn't be the, the biggest upset of the weekend no. in college basketball if Iowa State were to win. So No, no, absolutely not. And, I mean, we've seen, too, with Texas Tech where their offense is not exactly high-powered. You know, right. they have right. their moments, too, when they – can you know I think they went nine minutes without scoring the other day in their game so like we know that they can fall into those kinds of holes as well it's just about weathering the storm because they're very good at landing that punch you know and when they land their punch they're gonna knock your ass out (laughs) yeah no and they they come in waves right and when they hit that first punch it's like when you're you know kind of use a lot of football analogies today, I feel like, but like when you're playing that a high powered offense and they get that first, first down, and then they just don't let your defense off the field and they just keep coming and coming and coming. And it's, it can be really hard to get that stop. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, Iowa state's got to make sure that, uh, you know, if they sense that the game is starting to get rolling, you know, using timeouts and, and trying to do things to, to try to ca- recapture the momentum. Cause I thought that's kind of what happened in that second half 
at their place too, right? Is they, they got us in the second half where they got the ball up on the rim, get a few easy ones, the crowd gets into it. And then it's just, you just don't have a great feeling about the way things are going to play out. Who do you think will win? Man, I think Texas Tech's going to win it. I do. Um, I think they're a really good, I think they're going to be the big 12's best postseason team. I just think their style of play, they are capable of, I say that they could lose their first round game. Cause like you just said, they're not a high powered offense, but if they can kind of get their bearings under them offensively and, and, and get to 65, I think they're going to be a really tough out in this, this weekend and in the following uh, NCAA tournament, just because of the way they play. Yeah. I think Baylor is a team that also is in a position where they could lose in the first round to Oklahoma, but then still go to the final four, yep. you know, like I, I, I wonder what the motivation level will be like for a team like that. You know, when you consider some, all of the injuries that they've had throughout the year and things like that. I mean, a, a week of rest between the big 12 season and the NCAA tournament sounds pretty nice. If you're Baylor, when you have had, you know, all of those guys miss time with, a, you know, a number of different injuries. Yeah. And this time of year, I mean, great guards win basketball games. And I mean, James Akinjo has been as impressive as any guard in the, any lead guard in the big 12. So yeah. I, I'm with you on them. I think Kansas will probably win. That's my, it's my prediction. It's okay. a pretty, it's a pretty bold take, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, Bill Self is kind of the underdog of the Big 12 and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of flies under the radar. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. He's yeah. only got he... any three of those teams. Okay. Let's say, let's take those three teams out. Who would you pick outside of those three teams as the best chance to win the Big 12 tournament? Texas. Okay. I, I still think Texas is a scary team because I think if uh, their guards are so good, with Andrew Jones, Marcus Carr, and uh, uh, man, I don't know why the last two days I've been drawing blanks on names over and over again. But that, I just really like the Texas backcourt. Uh, uh, Courtney Ramey uh, is the okay. other guy. Uh, I like those three. And I think, again, it's a guards. It, this is when the guards really shine through in college basketball. Yeah. And when you've got three guards who can really score the ball, you're going to have a chance, you know. And it just takes one of those guys having a really big night to be able to beat Texas or to beat Kansas. And then you get to Saturday and you just, you never know what could happen. You know, unless, I mean, unless they have to play Texas tech, in which case they're not going to win, but. And if Texas tech somehow were to play tech, would, could, is it possible for Texas tech to play Texas in the big 12 championship? It is. Yep. How many, what is the over under on the amount of Texas tech fans that would come up to that game oh, man. and fill up the sprint center? A lot. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, the thing is, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't remember there ever being that many Texas tech fans at the big 12 tournament to begin. Right. With. So it's like going from there being really not very many Texas tech fans at all. So I would assume that there would at least be several thousand, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. That would be an interesting game. It's been a while since we've had a championship that just had no, like nobody that would really be involved, you know? Like Kansas is almost always there. Iowa State's almost always there. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That would be, that would be interesting. That, that would be a fun environment though. The, if you could guarantee me that Iowa State could get to 65 in every game this weekend, I would pick them outside of those top three teams as the best team or okay. the best chance to go. 
I just don't know if I can, (laughs) you know, three games of 65 in a row against big 12 competition is not as uh, easy of an accomplishment as it sounds. This tournament is going to be a war of attrition to me. Yes. Like how long can you battle out the physicality, you know, because it's just going to be a, it's going to be a dog fight. I mean, we all know, but I just, I really look forward to Iowa state playing some teams that are not in the big 12. I do too. You know, I I mean, obviously we'll find out soon enough who they match up against, but you know, certain matchups, I would really like them in Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, I I think that the the types of teams that give them the most fits are the ones that can just put their head down, get in the paint and then just out physical them uh, on both ends of the floor, which is why I think Texas tech's a tough matchup for them. But the odds of playing tech, a, te- a Texas textile team in the NCAA tournament are probably pretty small. Yeah. And there are just a lot of types of teams that will seem for them very easy to play against and run their stuff against compared to what they've had to go up against the last two, two and a half months or whatever it's been. So, um, yeah. Right. I, like I, I think about like, you know, you think about NCAA tournament draws and it's like, if you're going to be an eight or nine seed and you have to play a one seed in the second round, like them playing Arizona who plays as fast as anybody in the country and has been, you know, Tommy Lloyd's done a fantastic job with them this year. I think Iowa State could win that game. You know, like I, I know that they play really fast and they got that high, that high scoring offense, but it's just like, I think that Iowa State would force them to play at their pace rather than the other way around. You know? Yeah, or even like um, like a, I, the Badgers were on the one line until they uh, until uh, Coach Hoiberg uh, got them last weekend. But you know, you think about them getting matched up if they were like a seven in the seven ten game, and then they played a two seed like Wisconsin, where it's like, well, if you can take out Johnny Davis and make him into a volume shooter, yeah, I mean, I think they would match up really well against a team like Wisconsin. Quite honestly, um, I'm not saying that they would be heavily favored to beat them, but I like that matchup a heck of a lot more than I do the Texas tech game. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I, I just don't think that there's that many teams in college basketball that are better at playing that style. Like it, Iowa state, Iowa state's good at playing their style, but man, like Texas tech's way better at playing that style, you know, but like you how know many teams are, are out there in the country that are better at playing that style than Iowa state is. It's like when That's you're playing Madden. Uh, I haven't played Madden forever, but like, and you, you, you first decide to switch to all Madden Mm -hmm. and it's like, none of your players are ever open and everything seems like it's moving so quickly. That's what playing Texas tech in the big 12 with big 12 officiating seems like, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, Holy smokes, everywhere you look, you're, you feel like that that you're overwhelmed, but I mean, they they've been they've been seeing this type of defense and this type of play for two and a half months so i I think they're pretty locked into what the style of play will be like and uh i i think i hope they have a good performance i think that the what the the encouraging thing about the baylor game you know how how disappointing and bad would we feel if we just would have gotten crushed by baylor by 30 now going into texas tech so if there's something i would take out of that game it's how they played after that 29 to four start, if they're able to carry that sort of momentum into Thursday night, um, you know, you could get into a quick uh, little hot streak down in Kansas city. We've seen Iowa state teams do that before. We absolutely have. All right, buddy. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you after the game Thursday night, regardless of how it goes um, and preview, you know, going into selection Sunday and all that stuff. Sound good. Sounds good. 
All right. We'll talk to everybody again soon. Have a great time. Uh, if you're going down to Kansas city and hope that we can uh, connect. And if you're staying back home, then uh, stay safe and enjoy the games from the comfort of your couch. We'll talk to everybody again soon. Peace.